finally. All right, why don't we open up to Proverbs 6. Proverbs 6. So uh, for those of you that, that are uh, attending today, I haven't been here before or I haven't been here in a little bit, we're on a uh, sermon series which I'm uh, calling Memorial Stones. And uh, what this is, is really dealing with some important foundational things that we need to be aware of because the world is just really trying to go after it, really going after it. Um, these are not just like the, the fundamental things to Christianity 101 and your faith. It's, it's a little bit deeper than that. It's more like, let us not forget, let us not forget who we are, what we are, and who's got our back, right? And what he says about us, right? Meaning the Father. Because we're going up against, there are so many things we're trying to come up against the bride of Messiah, right? And that happens in every generation. But I think, to be quite frank with you, in the last two years, it seems to be really just raising its head even more. And so we have to be on guard with that. And uh, really, we, we want to just be gr grow and be transformed into the image of the Lord. And so today is um, going to be a little bit of a different memorial stone, because I don't know if we really, I guess we would want to make it more positive as a, a memorial stone, but it's a concept. The concept is the sin of mediocrity. The sin of mediocrity. Um, nowhere in Scripture does the Lord, or rather Jesus even say, I would say rather, and you know, the Son of God would say that mediocrity is a sin, but we can see it all over the place, actually, right? So let's open to Proverbs 6. Uh, sorry that we're going to be beginning with such a proverb that's a little stinging and, and, and snapping of the whip, but, you know, please hear my heart with it. It's just a, a good thing to meditate on every once in a while, you know? All right, Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Right, so there's an, there's an exclamation point at the end of, of some of these. Now, to be honest, in the original Hebrew, there, are no there is no punctuation in Hebrew. So it, the exclamation point would not be there, and there's no cap lock, right? But here, go to the ant, you sluggard, you lazy person, you apathetic person. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer. I'm sure you're all aware of the old story, I think, what was it, like the, uh, the cricket and the caterpillar, the caterpillar and the ant, I don't know if you ever that old children's story, I forget what the characters are, but, but essentially the ant in, in the animal kingdom is this one that's a worker, right, it's preparing for the winter, it's getting ready, right, um, and so there is this connection to it, don't be like the others, be like the ant, get after it, do things, don't be sluggard, right, okay, gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber? How long will you be asleep, O oh sluggard? How long will you be asleep, you lazy person? Ouch. When you rise up, when will you rise up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, and then so shall your poverty come. And like a prowler, and then you'll need and your need like an armed man, right? This is the notion, like, right, you're being apathetic, you're being lazy, you're being sluggish, and then you wake up one day, and you're like, uh-oh, I need someone to help me out. Don't be that person, okay? So this is, what, this is what we're getting at here, right? There is a concept that we just simply need to be reminded of, okay? And you need to remind yourself daily. Jesus came to save you. He spilled his blood for you. And he did all of that 
so that you would not continue to live an apathetic, lazy, and mediocre life. His blood is so precious. He doesn't save you and you're like, hey, now go be average. You get what I'm saying? There is a little bit of like this spirit of mediocrity that has, has fallen over, over earth, I think. In certain circles, in many circles. Mediocrity. Let's listen, listen to the definition. It's horrible. Like who wants a mediocre doctor? Yo, you should check out my doctor. It's real mediocre. Hey, my mechanic. Real mediocre mechanic. You really want to check him out. What? You can't be kidding me. Right, mediocre, listen, this is like such a horrible, it's so horrible. Mediocre, of only ordinary or moderate quality. Neither good or bad, barely adequate, inferior, not excellent. I'm telling you, man, the church always has to be on guard, especially the Western church. It is so easy to take the path of these resistance. It is so easy just to kind of go through spiritually and be mediocre. If I read that definition, I hope and I pray there's no one in this room that wants to be a mediocre person. Less than average, not quite extraordinary, not neither good nor bad, just blah. Look, this, 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 this is the penultimate thing with, with, with human expression. It's so easy to settle. It's so easy to settle in spiritual things. It's so easy to settle in intellectual things. It is so easy to settle even in physical things. Because we live in the West, and it's really, really easy. I don't care what you're going through. It's easy. It's easy compared to other places on planet Earth. Now, it's interesting. It's not actually easy. It appears to be easy. I don't ever forget this. Uh, when I was living in uh, Jerusalem... Uh, the, the pastor there, his son, I remember I, was, I, was, I had like a week left in Israel, I'm like heartbroken, I didn't want to go back home, and I'm talking to the pastor's son, who was a couple years older than me, he was like one of those guys he looked up to, and I was like, man, Shimon, how come, like, you ever think about moving back to America? He says, I can't. I'm like, what do you mean you can't? He says, I can't. I'm like, why? Israel is too tough to leave. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I have to be on my toes. He told me, if I go back, he said this. He like prophesied, because I see him on Facebook now, and he moved back to America. He said, if I go back to America, I want to be put to sleep. It's too easy. And because it's too easy, you let your guard down. When I'm living in Israel, it's impossible to. It's such a difficult atmosphere in the kingdom that you either crawl up and die or you thrive. There's no in-between. But in America, you know, it's so easy. And because it's so easy, it's hard. Because it's so easy to become mediocre. It's so easy to become mediocre in so many things. Because, you know, if, 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 if we don't get things done, someone's going to help you, right? The government may help you. Now, I'm not against government assistance. But there's so many things there, right? And in the spirit, it's like, oh, you know, I'll just come to church, and I'll just come to church, and I'll do my thing, and... Because of the bounty and abundance of this nation, it's so easy to become mediocre. Essentially, it's this. It's easy to become mediocre when you live in a land of amazing people. It's very easy. I mean, this nation has 
tremendous amount of wealth and tremendous amount of industry, it's so easy to, to live off of their curtails. We have such amazing ministries in this country. Some of the most powerful ministries on planet Earth are housed in this nation. And it's so easy just to follow up on their curtails and listen to their message. And, and, and grab their anointing. Or try to grab their anointing. So easy. Look, it's, it's been said, the greatest enemy of great is what? It's good. It's good. It's not great. It's good. Man, I'm telling you, right? Jesus did not save you to be good. He did not spill his blood to have a bride of Messiah, to have a church that's just good. No way. No way. <laughs> right? So, you know, I, I didn't really know what to teach on this week, and then I came in contact with not mediocre. I came in contact with excellence, and I was like, i got to teach on this. Coffee, ice cream, a la Doug Deitch. <laughs> this is, by far, the least mediocre ice cream that has ever existed on planet Earth. <laughs> Doug, why don't you raise your hand? People will be taking all orders. Talk about not a mediocre family, right? They're like, hey, we want to come over and help you out a little bit on the farm. It's like, it's great. So they come and they bring a whole bunch of food. And, they, and then he, he knows that I love his coffee ice cream that he makes by himself, like homemade. Like he steeps the coffee, does all this kind of crazy stuff. It is, I'm telling you, amazing. It is the penultimate expression of not being mediocre. There's so much love and attention to detail that's put into it. So to keep it short, be like Doug's ice cream. Be excellent. Do not be mediocre. But I'm telling you guys that there's a spirit of mediocrity that has fallen on the earth. And it's been a temptation since the garden. And it's raising its head in even our culture. It's weird. It's very, very, very weird because it's complex. It's never so completely absolute. The enemy always whispers in half-truths. He always does it that way. The world, it's weird. It's like the world will tell us to settle and be mediocre on certain things. But then be really excessive and even romanticize other things. Not like be mediocre in all things. It's be mediocre in some and be excessive and romanticize and make excellent other things. It's very, very weird. and It's almost like an oxymoron. It's almost anachronistic. How can you settle for certain things and be mediocre, but pursue excellence in other things? It's because it's the enemy keeping us distracted. I think that the spirit that's on planet Earth is that we are settling, and people have settled on the value of things. It's been said this. Nowadays, people know the price of everything and the value of nothing. Everyone knows the price of things. Not everyone knows the value of things. What do I mean by this? We know what it takes to be emotionally healthy. We may not find it valuable. Settling. We know what it takes and what it's going to cost to make right our relationships and our family. But I don't know if we have the complete value of it. Because the price seems to be so expensive to get healthy. Spiritually. Mentally. Emotionally. Physically, it's going to cost a lot to do that. Yes, it will. 
but it's worth it if you know the value. So I'll settle. It's good enough because the price is too high. Emotions, healing, relationships, and unfortunately, even it seems to be settling that it's just too much. The price is too high to see the full working of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Uh, recently, I had a, a dear uh, people who really were questioning me, questioning me like, why am I holding out for the workings of the Holy Spirit? And why am I making that the barometer? Why am I making that the litmus test? Like, wait, is there something wrong if we do not see healings? Is there something wrong if we don't see the kingdom of God go forth? Well, yes and no. There's no guilt. There's no condemnation. But that is the barometer. I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to settle just for the normal Christian church experience. How can you settle for that? You only settle for that if you don't know the value of the kingdom. I'll settle to one-hour church and go home and forget about the Lord if you don't know the value of the blood of the Lamb of God. You only settle for things when you don't know the value of the kingdom. You don't, you, you don't know the value of seeing a blind man see or limbs grow or people healed from diseases. And more importantly, the name of Jesus being lifted up. It's very easy to settle in the church, in the Western church, because you know what? So much is taken care of. There isn't a lot of violence. There isn't a lot of murder in most of our communities. The government has a lot of things figured out. In fact, right, give unto Caesar what is Caesar, give unto God what is God's. But in many regards, the church has awoken in America, and we've given unto Caesar what is God's. If Jesus was here talking to his disciples, he'd be like, yo, disciples, church, you've given unto Caesar what is God's. Yeah, let me just increase my taxes and take care of the poor. No, you are the hands and feet of Jesus. I'll give some money to an orphanage. No, what better religion is this than to take care of orphans and widows? Right, we're given unto the government what is rightfully God's. For 2,000 years, right, that, you know, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. No, Yo, yes, right? Give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, give unto God what is God's. But there needs to be a self-correction. We've given too much to Caesar. We've got to give a little bit back to God. We only do that when we see the value, not the price. I cut the price is nothing. What does Paul say? The price is nothing compared to the glory. Woo! This is what we need to get, right? So, value settling is what I'm calling it. We see the price. We don't acknowledge or admonish the value of it. So it's very easy to settle. Emotionally. Physically. Maybe even career path. I'm just getting by. not trying to turn this into a life coaching experience. I'm telling you, God does not want you to just get by. You understand that. But the sin of mediocrity will say, it's okay, I'm just going to get by. God does not want you to just get by. He has called you to be the lender. There's no shame in the borrowing. We all go through those stages. Amen?
But the Lord wants you to be the lender. This is what he wants, right? So we can't settle. Just be real. I mean, if you, if you look, it's a price. If you're, not, if you're not liking your job, you're not getting paid enough money in your job, and you're like, hey, I, I need to change that, then you need to change that. But it's a price. I know it's a price. You don't think other people paid a price? It's a price. You got to know the value. So, man, if things aren't working out, you know, in your job, and it's not going, then take on a price if you know the value. Maybe you got to get retrained up. Uh, maybe you have to go to college. Maybe you really need to open up that business. Maybe you need to take some of that risk. Maybe you got to do that. Yeah, there's a price to that, man. Oh, there's a price. There's plenty of people in here that have given up a major price to serve the Lord. Okay? So this is what it's down. It's just kind of, kind of a come to Jesus moment. You only take on the price if you know the value. But we are so good at knowing the price and not knowing the value. That makes sense? So the world teaches that. The world teaches that. We don't, re, re, we don't really understand the values. So much to say about that, but maybe that'll be another time. But at the same time, the world wants to romanticize other things. They want to make it not mediocre. It's very interesting. What do we not make mediocre in our culture? Uh, things like money. Things like houses, things like vacations, things like nice products. Most people don't want to be mediocre in those things. It's very interesting. Like, if given a choice, people do not want to be mediocre in the car that they drive or the vacation that they go on or the clothes that they're wearing. Right? They want the, the nice stuff. They want the less mediocre stuff because it's the show, which you show everyone. So don't be mediocre in the really, really hollow stuff. But be mediocre of the things of substance. This is what the world teaches. Now, it's done on purpose, and it's done on purpose particularly for the bride of Messiah, um, so that we will be non-effectual. That's what it's all about. So man tries, or man attaches a price to things to try to express the value, but we get them all mixed up. Now, the spiritual element to this is this. You as a son, you as a daughter, you as a human being with the breath of God inside of you, you were born actually with a disposition to not seek mediocre things. How can you be mediocre if God formed you and said that you are very good? Saved or not saved? How can you be mediocre if all of the rest of planet Earth was created but you were made? Interesting in the Hebrew. Everything in, 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 in the creation was created, but man was made. It was picked up, and the breath of God was breathed into you. There is nothing mediocre about that. So we have a spiritual predisposition to be built for excellence and not the mediocre. But this is the linchpin to what I'm trying to teach you today of the memorial stone. If the notion of excellence is not filled in the Spirit and by the Spirit, one will seek that excellence in other forms, in profane forms. 
You were built for excellence. You were built to desire excellence. You were built not to be mediocre. If you are not getting it filled by and in the Holy Spirit, you will seek it through various, various forms. And I'm telling you that there will be someone out there that will sell it to you. This is the price of a thing, not the value. Please, ladies, don't get mad. I'm going to have a moment to a come to Jesus moment with the boys as well. I'm old enough. I'm old enough to just see this. Look, I mean, you got to just, we all just have to pause. Get the fulfillment in something other than the excellence of the Spirit of God and the kingdom. If you're not getting it by the Spirit, someone's going to sell you something else. See, the blood of Jesus is free. Everything else actually costs you money. I'm telling you, I'm old enough to be a little kid. My mom legitimately having Tupperware parties. Anyone else? What is it? Man, this is... Uh, in short, it's a food container made out of plastic. This is it, bro. This is it. This is what I'm tapping into. Some of the ladies are going to be mad at me. This is it. This is how the world operates. We have this product that is devised, that is created, that if you consume, if you have, you won't be mediocre. You're going to be different. I, you're looking at me like I have four heads, but, man, every generation's got its thing. Wait. I, as a good mother, can have a safe and easy way to package food. Bro, I grew up with, with like, pre-microwave, right? Like, you and I are a little older. Like, I'm, like, 10 years older than you. Like, there was no microwave in my house, right? It's, like, a plastic container that is easily cleaned that you can clip on and it preserves it. Come on, you older ladies and guys, particularly ladies, you know what I'm talking about, right? First came out in the 60s. I remember being a kid in the 80s, my mom having a Tupperware party. And all the ladies would come by, and they would drink their coffee, and it's like, oh, which line of Tupperware would you like, right? And everyone said, ooh, if I get this one, I'm real. This is it. If I get this one, I will not be the mediocre mother. That is the hole that is being filled. We create an item of luxury, buy them item of luxury, and then you will not be mediocre. Oh, you sluggard, awaken, awaken to the things of the Lord. Now that came and gone. This is how it works. Some people buy the Tupperware, some people don't buy the Tupperware. When the people that have the Tupperware fear not mediocre and then what happens here is enough people buy the Tupperware so now all feel what again we all feel mediocre again so what do we do well we get to late uh, late 80s early 90s oh yeah Avon skin products you remember that a little olive olay come on oil of olay oil who remembers oil of olay come on I know you remember I'm telling you, the amount of times I went to the bathroom when I was a kid, and all I saw on the toilet, on top of the toilet, on the sink, was this oil of Olay spray. I, I mean, if I had a penny for every time. You, got, you older people, you know what I'm talking about, right? So we just went from Tupperware to Avon and oil of Olay. Now, if you buy this wonderful scented stuff, and if you do this, and you have this in your house, oh, it's so luxurious, you need to have 
party. The ladies are going to come together. You're going to buy this. And now you are so not mediocre. Correct? And people can make money off of it, too. All right, a little bit more of the modern period. Everyone, everyone got their little oil of Olay. Everyone got the little Avon stuff, right? So, oh, goodness, now the luxury is common. It's no longer a luxury. If a luxury becomes common, it's no longer a luxury. If everyone becomes the, the new average, now everyone's mediocre. It's perfect. I just sell you a new thing. Beautiful. Now we just move to the next thing. Now let's have a pampered chef party. This like trendy, cool, hip, like cookware? Like what? Ladies, brace yourself, please. I'm really teaching this from a historical perspective. I'm telling you, I'm not that old, but my brain is wired to see patterns. My brain is wired to see history unfold. Tupperware, Tupperware. Avon, Avon. Pamper chef, pamper chef. The golden calf. The golden calf. Well, you know those cleaning products. Those cleaning products are going to kill you if you splay brute. Bleach in your house, and if someone smells it, they will die. <laughs> but this highly concentrated lemon herbal seed that's been produced in the mountains of Utah, that has been cold-pressed and infused into a bottle. It's the elixir of life. Only $10 a bottle. Well, by the way, I get a diffuser to help you out. Now, let me, let me preface this, or I guess the opposite of preface, epilogue this. Look, I have very fond memories of Tupperware. I remember, I remember leftovers that could last longer than normal leftovers because of the seal of the Tupperware. I remember taking that Tupperware, walking right into work with it, cracking open that Tupperware and seeing what was there. It was wonderful. I have very weirdly fond memories, actually kind of annoying memories of, oh, mosquitoes are out. Let me get the oil of Olay to spray on you. Let me spray on you, David. This is going to keep the mosquitoes away or whatever it was. I, I, I'm, I'm like, I remember. Skin so soft. I was a kid. Thank you. Skin so soft. All right, so input oil. Get rid of oil of Olay. It was skin so soft. That was it. Skin so soft. I see the bottle. I see the bottle. Look, fond memories. Hey, I smell good. Mosquitoes are staying away, I think, right? I, I got some kind of good memories. I'm a pampered chef. We never really got into That was just too much money for the green office. But when I was a kid, I was like, whoa, that was high end, right? Yeah, right, right. But hey, man, essential oils. I, I got to be honest. I like, uh, I like a little uh, peppermint in my uh, ice water every once in a while. It's kind of refreshing and nice. It was like you just took a tube of toothpaste and squirted it in your mouth. Like, remember the old York Peppermint Patty commercials? The guy's like skiing, he's like, and he's like, that's what you feel like. It's actually quite nice. Quite nice. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. The luxury becomes the average. It's no longer luxurious. These things are there. Ladies, I'm telling you, and guys, we'll get to you in a moment. But ladies, these things are there, man. I'm telling you. It's a ruse. Do I like Tupperware? Yes. 
Uh, do I like essential oils? In moderation. Ladies, in moderation, I like them. In moderation. Go in a house, get baked out with like thieves. You're like, whoa! Got some thieves in the house to see. Is it Christmas? Is it Santa Claus's workshop? Or what is this? I'm going to put on Miles Davis Witch's Brew on this one. Right? Like, holy cow. All right. So, all right. Look, this is the thing, right? It's, it's, it's no one wants to be mediocre in certain things. So we need to provide something that make you feel not mediocre. That's the way it works. Everyone catches up. So now it becomes mediocre. So we give you another thing. Now, guys, to be fair to the gentlemen, or be fair to the ladies, look, each guy's got its own thing. It's not as, as easy, I think, for us, but maybe. But I, I find this to be something that I get pulled into quite a bit, and that's... <laughs> I don't even know if there's an explanation. That's needed. And they just get better. They get better. I'm more versatile. The batteries last longer. Oh, my goodness. Now, let's feed into this. What, what, are we, what, what is commercialism feeding into? I mean, feeding into, right, the, 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 the general wiring of many females, not all females, but there's a homemaker spirit, right? Nesting, taking care of the nest. Keep it clean. Keep it nice. Keep it all this stuff. Prepare. Get ready. Right, guys, all you need to fix her. You know, take care of the home. Right? That is the emotion that's being fed, fed and that you need to buy. And it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger until, I don't know, like, everyone's going to, every male in America is going to have an excavator in his backyard, you know, just in case. <laughs> you never know. Need that excavator back there. We'll come. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, 220, 110. Right? This is the spirit that's on it. This is what we got here, guys. This is the formula of breeding. This is the sick part. Breeding mediocrity. We breed it. We create it, make you feel mediocre in certain things. Then we're going to fill that mediocrity, and you have to buy it to no longer feel mediocre. That is the spirit that is on earth. And for the really important things, just be mediocre. In fact, for the things that we can't sell you, it's okay to be mediocre. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. That this happened to you when you were a child. It's not your fault that this has happened to you now. So it's okay. It's okay. I can't sell you anything. I can't sell you anything to get you really emotionally happy. Or rather emotionally healed. Right? There's no product. So it's okay to be mediocre in those things. That's what works. Here's the formula if you haven't realized it. You, this is the, the formula of these things. You are not good enough. This is the spirit that comes. You're not good enough. You're lacking. Particularly, the real sensitive ones, health, beauty, and for males, power. Health, beauty, and power. Use this shampoo, and now your hair is going to look like uh, Jennifer Aniston's hair. No, it's not. Who's that guy, that TV show, the guy, Dirty Jobs, what's that? Mike Rowe. If you buy this tool, you're going to be like Mike Rowe. No, you're not. You're not. You guys are going to make you feel that way. You are not good enough if you are lacking health, beauty, power. You're not good enough, so you have a need. Oh, and by the way, it's a need that you were not even aware of. 
Like, you know what this is? I need Tupperware? I didn't even know I needed that. What happened to the old aluminum foil? Well, aluminum foil, it's going to get you. Plastic? Oh, that's the saving thing. Well, now I got BPA-free. I must have spent like two decades with BPA in my plastic. You know, it's like, but the aluminum foil is bad. The plastic with the BPA is fine. We don't even know what BPA is. Now you got to get the BPA-free plastic. Oh, my goodness. I see how it works. You, you're not good enough. We're going to, you, you have a need that you're not aware of. We fabricate it. We create it. Now buy me. Buy me. And you will be special, not mediocre. Now, take a moment. This is rampant in the church world. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've been a part of ministries that do it. Here it is. Church is not growing. It's not growing. Feels mediocre. We're not advancing the kingdom. Pause. Okay. What happens? The ministry teams, the board of elders, will do things in order to appear that we're growing. Appear that we're not mediocre. Seen it in ministries that I've been a part of. There's ways to ruse you. There are ways to psychologically put a curtain over your eyes. Paint the sanctuary. Get updated things. Do flashy things to the building to make you feel that the church is not mediocre. I'm telling you, I have sat in rooms with people. Right? We are not growing that much. We need to give energy to the people, so let's get a new rug. You joke, but when there is change, there is a farce of excellence. There's a farce of growth. Update, 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 renovate, renovate, renovate. Look at us. Look how successful you are. No, you're not successful. You have a lot of money. Where's the kingdom? Where are converts? Where are the healed getting, sorry, the sick getting healed? Look, I have no problems with the renovations. We've done renovations here. I have no problems in updating. I have no problems of beautification. Not at all. But what I'm telling you is it is very common to now a church feeling mediocre because they do not see the kingdom of God made manifest. So they need to feel excellent in other ways. So spend the money because you know the price, but you don't know the value of the kingdom. You're not mediocre. You're the apple of his eye. Psalm 139, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. doesn't sound too mediocre to me. Psalm 139 later, I know when you sit down and when you rise up. Psalms, I am familiar with all of your ways. Matthew 10, even the very hairs on your head are numbered and I know them. Genesis 1.27, for you were made in my, God's image. Romans 8, I gave up everything I love that I may gain your love. We have to understand that Jesus saved us so that we could be adopted sons and daughters into a great people. Not a mediocre people. When God calls forth your 
physical ancestor or your spiritual ancestor from the land of Ur and says, get up, lech lecha, go to a land which I will show you because the nations of the earth are defiled, I will make a blessing upon you. Your children will be as numerous as the stars in the sky and from your very own loins shall come a deliverer for the world. That is not mediocrity. And if you are not a physical descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then you get to be adopted into that family. There is nothing mediocre from a tribe of people on planet Earth that God says, I see you are small, I see that you are weak, but your father Abraham had faith, and I shall make of you a great people, a priestly people, a people that the entire earth will look to the brightness of your rising and see me in you. It is the least mediocre thing that has ever been devised. We got to get it. We got to get it. We need to remember this. I, I almost changed the name of the sermon. Whatever. The western, to, to the western side of the Jordan. This is really a memorial stone. The, the sin of mediocrity coming up against the western side of the Jordan. So the sin of mediocrity would be the negative view. The western side of the Jordan would be putting the positive spin on it. We need to not live in the, on the western side of the Jordan. You need to remember that that's where the Lord thy God has brought you. Got to remember that. What am I saying for those of you who are not quite familiar with this stuff? When coming out of Egypt, the Lord took Israel on a big circumnavigation of the Middle East. He brings them to the River Jordan. He says, cross over, cross over the river Jordan to the land that I've shown your father Abraham. This, over the Jordan River, is the promised land. The western side of the Jordan is the land of promise, the land of Canaan, the land of Israel, the promised land, the place that all of us want to get to in the spirit, right? But the eastern side, the eastern side is a representation of all those things that are not of the promise. Gad, Reuben, Manasseh, Manasseh. Those three tribes are like, I I'm not going into the land of promise. I don't want to go in. I want to stay on the eastern side. This is the reality of the times. There are too many people in the church that are still living, residing, dwelling, believing, acting as if they are people that are living on the eastern side of the River Jordan. You don't live there. You're on the western side. That's a place of not mediocrity. The western side of the Jordan, do you understand physically that that is not the Israel's land? It is the Lord's land. He has put his name on it. It's a place flowing of milk and honey. It's from that place out of Zion that the word will go forth and defeat the powers of sin and death. It's in that land that Christ came and died and was resurrected. It's the land where forth the power of the Holy Ghost went through the temple unto all of the earth. It's the place, it's the land west of the Jordan where Jesus, the Son of God himself, will come down and place his feet on the Mount of Olives. The graves will shake 
and the dead will rise, and a stream of mayim chaim, a stream of living water, will make the desert bloom again, and all of the nations of the earth will come up to Zion to worship the great king. And if they do not come during the festivals, the Lord will put a drought and a famine and a plague upon their land. It's from there that he will judge nations and peoples. Gad, Reuben, Manasseh, you kind of missed out living on the eastern side. Too many people in the church are chilling like a villain on penicillin on the eastern side of the Jordan. That's not where you were destined to go. That is not where the blood of Jesus takes you. And I'm telling you prophetically right now that the big C church, particularly of the west, is standing on the backs, on the banks of the river Jordan. We're on the eastern side. The place of mediocrity. The place of just settling. The place of just getting by. And the Lord is saying unto his bride, cross ye over. Will you go? To go, you need to know not just the price. You need to know the value of the kingdom. Amen? But there are reasons why people don't cross over. It's so easy to settle. It's so easy to be mediocrity. To be mediocre means I can binge watch Netflix. To be mediocre means I can just stop off and get some McDonald's. To be mediocre is I could just get paid minimum wage for the rest of my life. And live off of government handouts. That's not what God's vision is for you. It's not. The spirit of the world says, eh, he had a hard life. Jesus says, cross ye over. Be a lender not just a receiver. Well, there's nothing wrong with receiving for time, for seasons, not as a permanent place. That's not the place of the kingdom. The place of the kingdom is to be the head, not the tail, to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus, to be a lender, to be sowing into people, be a picture of Eden to people, you got to cross over. I'm telling you, there are people that are wading in the river. I'm telling you, the way, the, the, the water is sweet and the water is cool. But it's time to step up, step out, and get onto the western side. But it comes from a belief. It's a belief that you have been called by the Lamb of God not to settle. We can have Dana come on down, please, or whomever is going to be. You have to, you just got to speak to that lie. God has not called me to be a mediocre person in anything. You're a holy people, a priestly nation. I look at the disciples, I'm like, they were not mediocre. A mediocre Christian is like, I'm not going to pray for people because that's not in the Bible. I'm sorry, that's no longer for us in the Bible. Are you kidding me? You're living on the wrong side of the river, bro. Go back to Egypt, get out of the way so the real church can go forward with the message of the gospel. You want to go live on the eastern side? Go live on the eastern side and play around with pornography. Go ahead and live on the eastern side and be gluttonous. Go live on the eastern side and just come to church, do a little prayer before you go to bed, and that's that. Man, I refuse to trample the power of the cross underfoot, as the writer of Hebrews says. Refuse. Two reasons for mediocrity to some extent. First, 
We all know this, or many of us know this. The spies look into the land. They see the giants. They see the giants. The giants are too big. There's too many obstacles. Let's slow it down a little bit. Don't, don't shut down yet. Don't shut down yet. Giants are not just like spiritual matters. Giants could be like, I can't get a mortgage yet. That's a giant. I get it. You can't get a mortgage yet. What are you going to do about it? A giant could be, hey, I, I, I got to get a little healthier. All right, what are you going to do about it? That's too big. <laughs> this comes in the physical, this comes in the spiritual, and comes in the church as, as well. What did the Lord say? The giants are what? Your bread. Your lechem, your bread, your nourishment. How did God view all of this? Yes, there are giants in the promised land. Yeah, I kind of put them there because it's going to be your spiritual nourishment. What? Yeah. It's something you have to tackle. Right? It's a bear. It's a line of David before he goes up against a Goliath. Come on. All of these things in your life that seem to be a giant, they're not there to scare you. They're there to nourish you to become bigger and stronger and more ferocious in the kingdom of God. They're not too big. They are a power bar, man. They're an energy drink from the Holy Ghost to get nourished and feisty and sassy in the kingdom. And I'm telling you right now, a Tupperware party is not going to do it for you. There's a question to ask with this giant, right? The question you need to ask yourself right now, honestly, right now, right now, is this. What is your this? I mean, this is in response to this settling, giants. This is good enough. This is good enough. This is good enough. What is the this in your life that's just good enough? Scripture teaches us to be content in all things. Absolutely, be content. Be content. But I'm telling you, the reason why I'm kind of dropping the hammer here a little bit is that the church has adopted a settlement mediocrity. What is your this that you say it's good enough? That is a really easy litmus test. If your this does not reflect what God says and what Jesus says, who is God, obviously, right? But if the litmus test does not show you what New Testament believers were doing, it's not good enough. It's not necessarily anything against you, but it's not good enough, man. Not good enough. Dare I say that in this church, we believe that we are called not to be mediocre. We're called to change the world. You see, too many people are realists. The unfortunate reality of realists are realists rarely make history. Those people that succumb to things that seem to be impossible, they never make the impossible possible. Every major advancement on planet Earth at one point was deemed to be impossible. And some, some crazy guy out there, or gal out there, is like, I think it could be possible. Those people looking into and living in a mediocre society, saying, I'm believing for bigger things. I'm believing for the kingdom to come forth. 
It's a promise from Christ. He told us that we will continue. He told us that we will do even greater things than he has done. If I have not said it, sorry. It's not good enough. It's not. I don't beat myself over it. It's just I come to the Father, not in striving, not in perfection. says, Lord, I want to make myself available to receive the miraculous. I want to make myself available not to live a mediocre lifestyle. I'm making myself. I surrender. I say, like Isaiah, here I am, send me. Not here I am, don't do anything with me. Here I am, send me. Your word says, Jesus, lay your hands on the sick and see them healed. Come on. We need to get this. We need to go up against the spirit of the world. We need to understand certain things again. Do you and do I, do we worship a mediocre God? Is Jesus a mediocre Savior? Psalms 8, does not wisdom cry out and understanding lift up her voice? It's actually Proverbs. Psalms. Psalms. I was reading Proverbs. Yeah. There we go. Psalms 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth who have set your glory above the nations, above the heavens. I'm sorry. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordered strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? For you've made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. How excellent is your name. There is nothing mediocre about the God that we serve. Not only the God that we serve, the God who says he is our father. Question also remains, did God, the excellent Lord, did he save you to be adopted into just a mediocre people? No, he tells us, 1 Peter 2, verse 9. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light who once were not a people. If you are not of the seed of Abraham, you are not of a people. But now you are a people of God who had not obtained mercy, but have now obtained mercy. You see, there is nothing mediocre about the Christian life. The normal Christian life is supposed to be crazy and not mediocre. Let me stand. So we began with Proverbs 6. Slumber, slumber, you sluggard. Let's close with Isaiah 52. So we began with Proverbs 6. Slumber, slumber, you sluggard. Isaiah 
Awake. I want you to receive this right now. Awake, awake. Put on your strength, O Zion. Put on your beautiful garments. O Jerusalem, the holy city. For the uncircumcised and the unclean shall no longer come to you. Shake yourself from the dust. Arise. Sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose yourselves from the bonds of your own neck, O captive daughter of Zion. For break forth in joy. Sing together, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. Depart, depart, go out from there, touch no unclean thing. Go out from the midst of her and be clean, you who bear the vessels of the Lord. For you shall not go out with haste nor go by flight, for the Lord will go before you and the God of Israel will be your rear guard. I believe that the Lord is saying prophetically here, it is time to awake. You gotta awake out of the slumber. Well, let's just let's get a little late, but let's just reside in the presence right here. We get that altar team up, those that are praying this week. Let's get ready. I feel like the Lord really wants to just rattle some bones right now. Awake. Dan, can we just, I just if, if you don't mind, can we just declare awake? Awake. Awake. Come on, it's time for us to wake up. The Lord is saying, don't hit the snooze button again. Some of you right now have heard these types of sermons before. Some of you have hit the snooze button so many times, it's been a decade. The Lord is saying, cross ye over. Don't hit the snooze button. Awake to the excellence that is to be found in Christ. He's called you to no longer be mediocre. To live on the western bank. To be sons, to be daughters. To impart the kingdom of God. But you can't hit the snooze button. I'm telling you right now, July 2021, there is an alarm going off on an alarm clock of this church. And you're either going to hit the snooze button or you're going to pop right up. Your feet are going to hit the ground. And the devil and all those devils are going to be shaking on your street. Come on. It's time, O Zion, O Jerusalem. Cool me, Ori. Arise and shine. Kiva Orek. The Kavod Adonai Ariaksarak. Arise and shine. For the light is come. And the glory, the Kavod of the Lord is risen on you. Don't hit the snooze button. Don't be a sluggard in the spirit. It's time to go get some giants. It's time to be nourished in the things of the Holy Ghost. 
The time is near. The kingdom is at hand. Repent. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Come on. Lord, we want to be awoken from our slumber right now. As a church, as a bride, awaken us from the slumber of mediocrity, of being just good. We're not just good. We're beloved in your eyes. We're highly favored sons. We're redeemed. We're sons of Abraham. We're people of a promise, a priesthood, a holy nation to be a light unto the world, to kick out devils, to heal the sick, to speak in new tongues, to usher in the kingdom of God. Come on, come on. That's what I want, Lord. Nothing mediocre about that. No power tool is going to fulfill that. No Tupperware has got that. Come on, liberate us. Liberate us from luxurious things. Liberate us from the luxurious technologies that try to fill us. Come on, we won't be, we don't, we're not mediocre. We're already not mediocre. We just need to step into it. We just need to cross over. God, cross over. I just feel, I don't feel, I know, I know, I know there's people, there's no condemnation, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, there's liberation, there's conviction, so I want to encourage you right now, if you need to be awakened, If you need to come out of the place of mediocrity, the things of the spirit, the things in the physical, there is an anointing here right now. There's an anointing here right now to be set free from that spirit that's on planet Earth. Come on. It's manifested in so many different ways in different people. Come on. I'm telling you, Lord, the Lord is inviting you. Wade on through the river. Come on. Wade on through the River Jordan. Have a wonderful week. We will be here for prayer on Wednesday.